Something ghoulish on this episode of WatchBots! Hi, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast that's not afraid to record on International Podcast Day presented by Spotify Podcasts, but then post five days later. Cashing in on that SEO. This is Ben. I'm joined, as always, by Shailen. Hello. (laughs) Two weeks off. Hasn't changed your cheery demeanor. (laughs) And by Dave. Hi. Hi. How are you? Living. (laughs) Good for you. Good for Thriving. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get too far into debate hot takes for international listeners. There are some out there. You will know of the uh, the hell that the U.S. is in right now. But I had a thought, and I want to share it real quick here. So, the the Trump tax returns were released or whatever, and not surprisingly at all, it was a news story for a day and then disappeared into the ether and. You had the Trump people being like, well, I wish I could only pay $750. Like, just like, what is a a felony in this country? And I had this thought, right? We've talked about the P tape on this show, Mm -hmm. right? Hashtag release the P tape. Do you think that if the P tape was released, that you would have like the Trump supporters out there being like, wish I could be out there getting peed on? Yes, yes, absolutely. That would be a normalized thing? Just people come out of the woodwork being like, yeah, I get peed on all the time. I love (laughs) golden showers. I'm a freak. (laughs) Our president's just, he's not afraid to, you know, put it out there. Yeah. If you like a little tinkle in your face, go for it. I feel like the pee fetish is maybe the most forgivable thing about him to me as a person <laughs> like, i didn't know where you were going with that <laughs> like homie get your freak on that's totally fine between you and consenting adults mm-hmm. okay whatever but only if it's consenting adults who are adults and they are consenting and then it's fine yeah no i just i like the idea of the proud boys out there the non-denounced proud boys out there being like yeah yeah piss on me but only if you are yeah. of a very certain gender and race for america this is weird normalization of stuff. Yep. It's been a weird couple of weeks. I, you say weird, <laughs> I say bad. <laughs> I, I just made a very adult decision that I'm proud of. We are cleaning out our basement in preparation for a move here. And we, over time, um, Shailen and I will stockpile things like liquor and beer. Uh, some of them for the intent of very specific aging, but some not. I dug out a bottle of seven-year-old beer. And Ooh. not terribly high alcohol by volume, but it's by a local brewery. And I, their beer is their awesome. beer's good. And it was like, should I have this seven year old beer? <laughs> and <laughs> we brought it upstairs and we put it into the, to the refrigerator. And we were getting to record, and I was looking at it and looking at it and going, "No, no, what am I? Well, no, I can't, I can't do this." <laughs> so, was it a beer you should age? No. Well, okay. 
Not for seven years. But a lot of it, they say, is by alcohol by volume. So this is a seven and a half. So that's not insignificant. But I worry that uh, I would <laughs> just get ill. And I can't be doing that on a recording. <laughs> I will point out that it was next to another bottle of beer that we had aged for an undisclosed amount of time mm-hmm. that I was going to drink tonight until I discovered the cork was covered in mold. Yeah. Oh, oh. Also this week, we dumped out all but the one shot of black cherry liqueur that mm-hmm. I had purchased, thinking that it would taste like a cherry of some kind or an iteration of cherries. It says right on the bottle. It says cherries on the bottle. It actually um, tasted like burning and death. Ew. And I had mixed it into a lot of other things to make it better, and it's mm-hmm. still burnt. But for whatever reason, Shaylin said, no, no. I paid money for this. Yeah. I can't get rid of <laughs> it. You've got to hold on to it. This is important. And so, bless Ben for dumping that liquor out and saving me from myself. It's been a good week. It was like getting a hit of cough medicine just right to the sinuses as I poured it out. And like I could feel my gag reflex going, but I powered through. I dumped that shit out. Oh, it was it was some shit. We probably could have like cleaned with it. Mm-hmm. Like sanitized. Perhaps. Yeah. You pour on the floor and the it, like. Oh, I didn't even realize it wasn't that color. That's that's amazing. It's white now. Yep. It's gonna dissolve a body. <laughs> Maybe that's why it exists. Quick, get the body. <laughs> Good for you guys for 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 doing that though. Like, but Ben, you 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 wanted to change the format of the show, and I think what better way to do that than getting sick on air every week? Mm-hmm. Just I'm gonna try this new Horrible. beer I found in my basement. It's old beer. It's, yeah. <laughs> this. It's new, it's to, new me. to me. <laughs> it's like NBC's Thursday night summer lineup. One quick news note here that is actually relevant. So the Mortal Kombat is out. It's been out for a while. The new one, they're always re- releasing new fighters. One of the things that will happen to a lot of video games now is these hackers, right? Your anonymouses and your 4chans and such will go into the files within the game directory and they'll basically data mine it so they can see what future plans are and this stuff gets leaked out. And it's you know, it, it's a thing that happens. Within Mortal Kombat, there are files for Sylvester Stallone Rambo. Yes. It, Mortal Kombat. Yes, 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 yes. Which one? Which Rambo? All like, my dreams I don't know if the, if the models have come out. I think that they were just voice files. But So Rambo is in there. Robocop is already in the game. There are also voice samples in there for the actors who played the characters in Mortal Kombat, the movie. So Christopher Lambert is Raiden. Think about this. It's amazing stuff. I'm into it. Best video game franchise. It's it's so good. I I love like just the idea of playing as Christopher Lambert and something that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that sounds fantastic. That's true. Also, when you started the story, I thought you were going to say like, they finally cracked it. They got the nude code. (laughs) I mean, if you get creative, you can certainly find those things out there. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet it exists. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real modding community. I looked at a time for like how to code your own NES games because you can still get the hardware or versions of the hardware to like write onto cartridges, but it still requires, you know, knowing how to do coding and stuff. Right. So I I took one of those things from Toys R Us that's for three year olds, like putting the blocks together, but it wouldn't it wouldn't make a Nintendo game. Didn't work. Yeah hate when that happens just made this worm that just fucking yelled at me i don't get it it sucks but that's not why we're here tonight guys no, we're here no it's not because we are in the spookiest month or will be when this releases we're in october 
And what better way to celebrate the season than with that little Halloween boopery? Because Ooh. Halloween's not just about TV shows and spooks and scares. It's about candy and shit and all the things associated with it. So we will talk about a cartoon, as that is kind of what we do. But we'll throw in some other tricks along the way here. And you get a little sprinkling. And some treats. And hence, the boopery. And to start very, with... Very spooky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And to start with here, we are going to talk about something we've never talked about before, and that's a Nick tune. Which, we, I'm, I'm not sure how we avoided that. We had a whole month <laughs> themed around Nick tunes, and somehow didn't get to talking about them. But here we are, and we're talking about Rugrats, and I'm not talking about the 1980s Canadian children's band called the Rugrats. We're talking about the Nick tune, the Rugrats. It's a deep pull. And I didn't even know that existed until right now. Well, that's why I'm fucking head researcher, baby, because I'm pulling the facts. Now, Dave, you found Rugrats, and I think obviously where because there's there's a Halloween theme to it, but mm-hmm. what drew you to this? My love for Halloween. I love the costumes. I love trick-or-treating when I was little. And as I grew up, I just became a fan of, of mm-hmm. horror movies and just you know what 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 better time of year to watch those, right? I hate when horror movies release in like june march yeah exactly (laughs) it it sucks so i will even if it's good i'll I'll wait till like october november to Mm -hmm. watch watch those those scary movies as i grew up on top of horror movies my favorite thing to watch were when tv shows did their halloween specials Mm -hmm. home improvement didn't really well um and (laughs) i'm not saying that ironically they always had like a fun like uh like haunted house gimmick or or something like that it was Uh, that tim taylor He just went all out. You know, sometimes it went too far, but he was only doing it for his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was was like, more scares. Ha, 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 ha. More Um, power. Did you you like uh, the the noise he made when he got horny? He would go, ha, 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 ha. Do you remember that? (laughs) It was, (laughs) yes, much like the the stages of his erection. It's like one of those stop motion videos you'd watch in sex ed class. Gross. You know, where it's like, boop, 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 boop. And that boop is like, I only up, ever watched the, the girl version of the videos because I was in the band, so they separated us. Sure, because you were in the band. I, you know what? I don't even want to know. The music kids got like they did the health class stuff at the same time that the music classes met. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't get sex ed. You were in the band, the Rugrats. Yes, I saw Crazy. American Pie. I know what it's all about. Yeah, it was not like that at my school. And American Pie too, and American Wedding. Thank you very much. Sex ed, uh, also pronounced sexed. Which I was never, never sexed in high mm. school. Anyway, so yeah, I love those. Like, you know, Home Improvement had really good ones, and also like Full House had a couple, I believe. All the all the ABC like TJF shows, mm-hmm. um, but also, and this is what brought me to Rugrats was I remembered that Nicktoons, Rugrats, Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, etc. They had great, great Halloween themed episodes. So I went through a bunch. Rugrats was uh, one I want to discuss, a cartoon that I've wanted to discuss for a while, and I thought this was uh, this was the the best one or the be- you know the best foot to start off with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nicktoons, everlasting. Some real classics out of there. Some real clunkers, to be sure, and we'll talk about that in a bit here. But you know, they came out in the early '90s, I believe, ninety. 
one is when they started up. So okay. right in that fertile crescent for for us, certainly, and for a lot of the global youth. I loved a lot of the Nicktoons. Which liked, ones did you love? So Rugrats, obviously. Mm-hmm. I loved Rocco's Modern Life, mm-hmm. and it was a little bit later, but Ah, Real Monsters was a big favorite okay. for me. I like that one too, very, very much. Rock, Rocco's Modern Life. Maybe we'll talk about this at length at a later date. Uh, does not hold up. It doesn't. It is rough. Oh. In terms of like just in terms animation of or me not wanting to watch it today. Interesting. <laughs> Not good stuff. But Rugrats a little different. So Rugrats here, for listeners who aren't familiar, and shame on you if you're not, is a story Educate yourself. about little babies, right? So you got kids aging from one to three. You got Tommy. I'm talking main series. We'll, we'll get through the progression here. You got Tommy Pickles, Phil and Lil, Chucky Finster, Angelica, who's the three-year-old and the bully and Tommy's cousin, and their associated families. And the kids can talk, and you're seeing the world through their eyes, and it goes through all kinds of different themes, but generally a pretty simple concept. The folks behind this are Gabor Kazupo and Arlene Klasky, also known as Klasky Kazupo. So they're a married couple. Okay. They were a like a miscellaneous production house in a lot of ways. So they produced the logos for 21 Jump Street and In Living Color. Hmm. They did music video production, and they were also one of the main animation houses behind early seasons of The Simpsons. Okay. Oh, okay. That shows. Later on, I mean, obviously, they're, we're doing Rugrats. That's why we're talking about them. They did Ah, Real Monsters. Mm-hmm. They also yes. did Duckman, the oh, Jason man. Alexander late night USA cartoon. I loved Duckman. Yeah, we should be talking about Duckman. But so the, the story behind how they got into this is The Simpsons changed animation houses. And so they didn't really have much to do. This was about the time that Nickelodeon said that they were getting big into cartoons. So they put a pitch together. Gabor Kazupo said that the babies were designed to be weird looking and not cute. And I that guess that's yeah. kind of checks out. Um, I think like they the, got a little more polished as the series went on. They a got bit. cuter, yeah. 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 So, so technically, Rugrats was the second Nicktoon. This it was preceded by Doug, okay. which aired a half hour earlier. And Love the third Doug. Nicktoon was Ren and Stimpy, when talk about not holding up, which uh, premiered a half hour later. So this is right in that original batch. The show itself ran for three seasons to begin with, right? And then, <laughs> an amazing story here. This is fun. I'm going to read a little, little thing here. After the episode The Trial, Arlene Klasky complained that the Rugrats were starting to act too old for their age. Kazupo often acted as a mediator in between Klasky and the writers, with the writers often winning. Some of the off-screen tensions ultimately found their way into the scripts and naturally into the show. In 1994, before Nick premiered the last of the original 65 episodes, production of new episodes went on hiatus, and most of the Rugrats writing team left Klasky Kazupo. (laughs) So it's like, it sounds like Arlene Klasky was not a particularly fun person to work with, did not like the Angelica character, didn't like the kids getting into more adult concepts, and for a time, it really fucked the whole show. Huh. And that's too bad, because that's where they thrive. That, for me, that's where the show is really interesting. It's mm-hmm. like, these k- kids uh, have no idea what's happening, and they you bring this new perspective on you know things that we go through in our everyday lives. It's just, it's very funny. And like to do more of that, and to have them like view that put their point of view on a, like more situations like that. It's just even better. Like <laughs> I don't want to see them just 
hang around in their crib. Like that sounds it's boring. True. Yeah, that that sounds like yeah. a boring show. But so the original run ended with uh, episodes about Passover and Hanukkah, which were pretty critically acclaimed. Although I actually remember those. Although they were hit by the Anti Defamation League for what that group considered to be like a depression era, like stereotyping of Jewish culture. Huh. So it got critical acclaim, it got controversy, but it went on for a while. It came back a year later and went on for six more seasons. So was it because they cleared out the writing staff or because Arlene There certainly down? were new writers and Arlene did not calm down. Okay. Right <laughs> because after the six more seasons, now you started to get into the three movies. So the first Rugrats movie introduced a baby brother for Tommy, Dill. Dill Pickles. Dill Pickles, yes. It's very funny. It's adorable. The second movie was about the Rugrats and their families going to Paris, where Chaz, who's Chucky's like nerdy... Um, dad. Dad. Single dad. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a not offensive word. Yes, nerdy single dad. Finds love. <laughs> Why would you? It's okay to say <laughs> Nervous? nerdy. Nervous? <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick these out. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll bleed all those out. Uh, and the third movie was a crossover with a less well-remembered Nick Two and the Wild Thornberries. I would say a less good one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. But Did you might like that one. you might think after nine seasons in three full movies that the fruit's been squeezed, right? There's no there's no pulp left in this grape. But no, no, because after Rugrats went off the air, they came up with a very deeply disturbing show called All Grown Up. Oh, I forgot. Which about is that. the Rugrats, but they're 10 years older. So, one of the lasting bits of the Rugrats, and it doesn't happen in the episode we're talking about tonight, is the like Tommy imagining himself as an adult. So, like, he has an adult body, but he's walking around and doing things as a baby would interpret them. But he has his baby head with, like, you know, it's a hilarious. mildly adult haircut. Yeah. This all grown up show. It's that, but it's completely played straight. So Tommy still has like his baby head, but now he's just like an 11 year old boy. And it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. I remember, I think I was sick. That's the only explanation I have. It was on TV and they were all on the school bus talking. And I thought it was an episode of the Rugrats Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen before. And then it just kept going. And I remember being like, I hope that this is a fever dream and not real and just turning the TV off. (laughs) Didn't like it. Yeah, really disturbing stuff. That went on for five seasons, but each of those seasons was only 10 episodes. Okay. But still. Five? Jesus That's 55 episodes of a cartoon about 10-year-olds, and it's like, "Ah, that's kind of boring. For all of the love that Rugrats get, and I think rightfully so, you know, it's a classic show, really well-remembered, it's not really that easy to find. Um, You know, to this day, all of the episodes have not come out on DVD. Hmm. For a time before Amazon became the true world-destroying giant that it is now, they offered a print-on-demand service for some of the Nicktoons. So, like, you could order Doug, and, like, somebody at the factory would print out that Doug DVD and send it to you, but that's long since gone. Oh, man. I wish that still existed. I would... I'd probably be poor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just buy Doug over and over and over. Yeah, Rugrats, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugrats, again. Rugrats, again. Tough to find. You know, if you know where to look in nefarious corners of the internet, you can find it. The version that we linked to in the show notes is backwards. Not that that's a huge deal, but even versions I found by other means are like cheap VHS rip quality. And it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure someday they're going to come out with like. Sure. Next year would be the 30th anniversary, right? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you assume like, the world will, will be here, but sure, that sounds good. <laughs> so positive, of you, but Jalen. you know, we we've talked about this on and off. This is one of those things I think about. I think we talked about it with like Hammerman, the idea that no matter how good or bad something is, you know, a lot of people's like blood, sweat, and tears went into this stuff, yeah. and the idea that it just is gone because it wasn't preserved the right way is like, I don't know depressing <laughs> it's a bit of a bummer i feel like the 90s is is that decade that's going to be lost at least the, the those early years anyway because like like we got computers it's fine and yeah. everything's recorded now but in like before that it was like we have to write everything on paper or record mm-hmm. everything but there's just like this little tiny window where things will get lost forever yeah yeah we weren't thinking ahead us us humans do you remember the really upsetting commercials on AMC and Turner Classic Movies about doing fundraising to preserve like the MGH MGM vault? <laughs> yes. And it's like if you, you know, donate $25 and save this classic film that's deteriorating. Mm-hmm. Those were so upsetting to me to think about like there's there's no way to replace them because the people who created them are gone. Mm-hmm. And there's no other record. And I remember one year for Christmas, I was like, just donate money on my behalf to save the MGM movies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this year, what I want for Christmas is to donate your money to Nickelodeon so they can preserve Rugrats. Okay. The thing is, the master copies of Rugrats are in the time capsule. So you just have to find the time capsule that they buried under the studios all those years ago. And we'll be all set. Hopefully, no water got in. I think... So they dug that time capsule up. I think it's in California somewhere now. Okay. They it was supposed it to be bur- buried for they like just, 50 years. Did they did they open it, Dave? I think so. And they had like um there was like the Rugrats Masters, mm-hmm. the thumb of the host of Nick Arcade, mm-hmm. like a bunch of like uh you know encapsuled uh uh, uh double dare goo. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the green slime just in a yeah. peanut butter jar. Yeah. Mark yeah, Summers. Exactly. Original spleen. <laughs> <laughs> it's pickled pair of white gloves from mark summers <laughs> so the the rugrats format here is split up into halvesies so two episodes per episode we're only focusing on the halloween half here and that is candy bar creep show written by tom abrams and david howard tom abrams went on to write the critically acclaimed smoke and aces oh. two Oh, the direct-to-video <laughs> sequel. Uh-oh. There is a David Howard who wrote Galaxy Quest and literally nothing else, which I found to be fairly fascinating. That's not this David Howard. This David Howard didn't really write anything else of note. So how they got into writing a single 10-minute episode of Rugrats and maybe didn't work together again or do much of note in the industry, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it was their audition tape. Maybe. Like, we're going to see what the ratings for this episode are. And if they are not through the roof, you're out. Why would you audition someone on on a very important Halloween episode? Those are so precious. Mm -hmm. Like, you you have to... That's like... You know, people are going to go back on that and be like... Like me and be like, wow, I loved the Rugrats Halloween episode. And like, don't give those to the amateurs. That's (laughs) for the pros. That's true. That's for the the Flint Dillies and the... um... Steve Hathcox or whatever. Do you think it was <laughs> yeah. such a good episode in their minds that they were like, this is this is my peak. I'm not going to do better than this. I'm mm-hmm. retiring from the industry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Bill Murray from Could Space be. Jam. I'm retiring. Want to know. <laughs> Can't wait for that new movie. So this episode, for a Halloween episode, mind you, aired on January 5th, <laughs> 1992. What's going on back then? 
I wish I knew. You would think that recording less weekly would give us more time to like sharpen these transitions, but no, we're we're fairly entrenched here. This is one of those jokes that it's going to be not funny for a while, and then eventually it'll be funny. Someday, I just got to see it through. <laughs> I think we we have too much time in between episodes. I forgot all of this stuff. <laughs> all of our fun uh, transitions. Yeah. When when should I pay attention? <laughs> all, all the time. Here we go. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top movies here. Number one, Hook. Ooh, yes. Candidate yes, yes. for movie I've seen most times in my life. I wow, think I've really? only seen Hook like once. Run home, Jack. It's a classic, folks. To- Tooth <laughs> lost his marbles. Rufio. I couldn't tell you if Hook is a good movie. I think it is. I I think think it's it's a a good movie. movie. I'm not sure based on the one time I saw it and the fact that I still carry frustration that when my sister went to see it with our neighbors, Mm -hmm. I didn't get to go because I had another case of fucking conjunctivitis and it was super contagious. So I was not allowed to leave. And look at this now. Now nobody goes to the movies. It's true. So it all all comes around. I, I think I like fat old man Robin Williams. And then when he turns into like, full-fledged peter pan and it looks like he's had like a facelift it's kind of and his hair is weird yeah he makes yeah. me uncomfortable i always wanted to eat the uh like imaginary whipped cream food that they have uh, during the food fight yep. scene yep yep yeah yeah good stuff i threw up in the movie theaters watching that i think i've talked about it here thinking about the, the whipped cream no just nervous excited um you know <laughs> regular hook induced ibs julia roberts has that effect on many many folks yeah yeah <laughs> laughing the hell and then she was going to seduce Peter Pan. Anyway, a weird movie. Yeah. Number two, Father of the Bride. One for they the ladies. Just reunited. For three-ish. Part three-ish. Yeah. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Shailen can explain better. What is this? They came out with a special like Netflix Father of the Bride part three-ish because it's not a full-length movie. Did they do it all through like it's on Netflix. Zoom or whatever? No. I think it, I don't oh, know. It's, it's, so it's like was pre-recorded? I'm going to be honest. No, I, it's, it's, I think they, they, I mean, Steve Martin's wearing a mask in it, so it's, it's definitely uh, after COVID. I yeah. have no mm. idea. I just saw that it was called Three-ish, and all my, a bunch of my lady friends were psyched about it, and I didn't watch it. We're so craven as a society, you guys. This isn't, un, this isn't a, a commentary on Father of the Bride. This fucking new NBC show that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> what is the show called? It's called well, Connecting. 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 It's about, folks, if you don't know, look this up on Google. And I like it bothers me that on our very small corner of the internet here that I'm wasting time talking about this. But it just, it irks me so much. Let it out, baby. It's a show that has comedians that I've heard of. And it all looks like it's a Zoom call filmed, and it's like them talking about their lives during the pandemic. But it's a sitcom. It sounds are you awful? Fucking I do this, kidding me? <laughs> so, uh, like, I guess like regular sitcoms, you know, shooting people in like cafes and you mm-hmm. know apartments and whatever else friends took place in. Like, I guess like it's your slice of life, but like, like you can kind of escape to it, right? Like. Oh, I I don't live in New York. I don't live in Central Park or near Central Park. Right. So I, you know, I can escape to Friends. I can I can escape to Seinfeld or or Springfield and, and the Simpsons. But like I can't like there's no sense of place in a Zoom call, right? It just looks like a Zoom call, which you're on fucking all the time. Uh, at least I am for I'm going like, to sit God. and relax after my day of Zoom calls by sitting on my couch and watching people have Zoom calls. It's like yeah. 
it's the most dated thing. It's like it's some of the um the old Tony Hawk games. You could hit the pause screen, and but the pause screen would be like it wasn't like the end gauge. It was like some old cell phone, but you can immediately tell how old the game is. Yeah. I truly believe that should we ever come out of this COVID nightmare, such as it is, that like people will want to forget all this stuff that happened. Oh, like, yeah. It's just you like, know, yeah. so like in wrestling, all that stuff will be kind of wiped away. And like this sitcom, can you imagine like connecting being a big hit and in five years we're watching like these fucking jackasses on their Zoom Still screen talking their about like, screens. oh, I was dating her on the, the Zoom call. Like, fuck. Fuck, it makes me so mad that people are making money off of this. It's going to be lost in, like, the only recollection our society will have is a single picture in a history book somewhere. And kids are going to look at it and be like, this is weird. They had a whole TV show about this. And then some nerds are going to unearth the file. And they're going to watch it and they're going to be like, wow, people from this generation really sucked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they were right. And they're not First wrong. First of all, they're, but... yeah, we're right. Not, we're, we're not great. Like, it's just... I don't want to watch it over and over again. I see it all the time. And also, like, what if they started, like, filming, like, fantasy shows like that or, like, sci-fi shows, <laughs> yeah. like Star Trek, but, but it's just Zoom calls? Well, just, you could like, do really that. It could just backgrounds. be, like, hails, you know? Like, the the Enterprise would always hail the other ships. Yeah. Like, yeah. A little yeah. video call going. But that's 30 minutes of that. That would be awful. God, it's just a fucking nightmare. I will say... Uh, they have the best finale possible, like written in the stars for them. Mm. And that's when they don't have to be on Zoom anymore. So the last episode will be them getting together in person and realizing and like, how shitty they all are. No, what's going to happen is they're all going to get together and they're going to have masks on and they're going to take the masks off. And it's like, fuck yeah, living. And then there's going to be a big group high five and there's going to be a song with a gradual fade out. And then it, like it's going to say underneath Trump won and a meteor hit the earth the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody will remember that. <laughs> They take their masks off, and it's revealed that they're all pig people. And truly, uh, a beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. Thank you. Willow. Now, here's the thing. Big song at the time, big music video, Michael Jackson, black and white. Yeah. Black or Huge. white. Huge. And get me thinking, what is your favorite, all t- all-time favorite music video? Ooh. Mm. Take on me, aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh man! But I also really like the safety dance. Okay, interesting choices. I I could think of three. Okay, right? it's tough to choose. One is Beastie Boys Sabotage. Oh yeah, real That's classic. Good. One is <laughs> this is unexpected. Maybe REM. Everybody hurts. But the reason I like it, <laughs> it's you not, have my attention. It's not the music video itself. It reminds me of a time when MTV and the Video Music Awards were like this real relevant thing, right? I remember so vividly watching the VMAs the year that like REM swept the VMAs. That's a big thing. Yeah. It was like Titanic sweeping the Oscars, and it was this big deal. And it's just like I don't know, like a dude walking around a highway with cars. So but it was like they like tall. they. They were like, "Oh, this music video is an art form. Like yeah. we are, we, yeah, we are elevating. It's the, more than this, a music this. video. Yeah. The um, the third one, and I just watched this this past week, and I think I might have talked about it in other mediums. Uh, Eddie Murphy party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Eddie Murphy singing. It's Rick. He's James. in the sound studio. With it's his, in the with studio with the with like the fifty person band, and they're all yeah, clapping. Yeah. And oh boy, it is a joy. Love I it. Think, 
My favorite music video is Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Uh, is that the one true? She's on Mars? No, that no. is... Oh, what is that? No, that is Oops, I Did It Again. Hit, yeah. hit me maybe one more time as the, right. um, the right. school girl. That's the school one. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one on Mars, I was like, why the fuck is she on Mars? Like, I would watch it and just get confused over and over and over again. Yeah. Did you um, watch the also, making I would the video for get, that? I would get really confused over and over. Yeah. Yeah, I remember myself. MTV uh, did making the video, ba- like about making her video, mm-hmm. and the director when they were filming the like above her head shot, like zooming in on her slowly, he was like, "This is what I call the fourteen-year-old boy shot." And I remember going into school the next day, and a kid in my history class was like, "Oh man, that part in the music video when they zoom in on Britney Spears's face," and I was like, "Holy shit!" That director knew exactly what was going on. This is on. like my favorite Chinese food order: cream of some young guy. <laughs> and when I watched that video, I was that fourteen-year-old boy shot. Except I was thirty-three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another video is um, the Men in Black song. Oh uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. What about Wild Wild West? <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Too. Cisco's in there. Come on. Oh, thong song. Thong cool, song's cool a great video. Yeah. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be That's at. Right. Cisco's like traipsing through the beach on a sea of bums. It's great. I think that more than music videos, I like watching videos about making videos. Like the making like of thriller. Documentaries, perhaps? But specifically documentaries okay. about music videos. Mm-hmm. Like, pop-up video? I really loved pop-up video. Mm-hmm. No, love- making of thriller was one of like the best specials i watched that over and over and over again for me it's similar but making of captain eo yeah francis ford coppola what um so anyway <laughs> let's get into the show speaking of music videos the music here for the show by mark mothersbaugh one of the co-founders of devo huh so you might hear it a little bit in the uh, the theme song believe it yeah he did a bunch of scores for like uh, for a bunch of movies uh, social network I can't think yes no that was that was trent Reznor. Ben. <laughs> fuck that movie was he a uh, life aquatic maybe that sounds right yeah that, that, yeah that, that seems yeah. like a fit but, but a couple wes anderson movies mm-hmm. a dark oh movie. and uh thor ragnarok yes of course yes so it's clearly halloween here and we open up with Dee, Dee who's tommy's mom and she's making a jack-o'-lantern, right? And there's a whole weird thing here with the parents and the kids, as we'll talk about. But she's making this kind of creepy-looking jack-o'-lantern in front of him. And I thought, he seems kind of young as a one-year-old to be, like, flashing that kind of stuff at him. But it's also weird what she says. See? He's got a face just like yours. <gasps> the scary jack-o'-lantern. And like, here, baby, this looks like you. Here you go, pumpkin head. <laughs> you freak. Do you know what's funny though is when she said it, uh-huh. I it felt very authentic to like the motherhood experience where like you're constantly like eyes, eyes, mm-hmm. nose, nose, and it didn't like it didn't trouble Tooth me. Gap. Tooth gap. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know the motherhood experience, so I guess it felt real to all, me. I, yeah. I never had a mother's love either. So I wouldn't know. <laughs> So we cut over to the the playpen here, which is where the kids spend a lot of their time. So you've got Tommy, as we've talked about. You've got Chucky. You've got Phil and Lil. Chucky, Phil, and Lil's parents, never seen. 
Not in this episode. I don't know where they are. Doesn't matter. They're chilling. But then Angelica walks up, and I felt a kinship with Angelica in a lot of ways here. First, because she uses my famous catchphrase. Hey, goofballs! I'm always saying that to Phil. <laughs> she walks up. But Every time we turn on this call, you're like, hey, goofballs. Hey, goofballs. Like, oh, classic Ben. Mm-hmm. She starts talking about trick-or-treating and how she's going to get to dress up in a costume. And I had this thought that, like, why aren't the other kids trick-or-treating or wearing costumes? Yeah, they're all, like, one and two, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, uh, I know with my kids, like, when they were one or, you know, ready for their first Halloween, we dressed them up. When my kid was three and a half weeks old, I put him inside a loaf of bread and he was a California cheeseburger. <laughs> like, I don't see why you can't dress a kid up in a costume. Oh, man. But I guess it's just one of those things. So she lords over them that she's going to have reptar bars. And this is the introduction of the reptar bar. This becomes a big part of the Rugrats canon later. I'll let Angelica tell us about it in a second. But the reptar bar, kind of equivalent to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pudding pie. Yes. Shell over green shit that makes your tongue green. Exactly. The reptar bar was one. They were briefly sold a couple years ago. I looked at them and then Amazon had them for like eight bucks a pop. And I thought, "Hmm." it's neat to look at. (laughs) It is neat to look at, but I won't drink seven year old beer and I won't buy an $8 candy bar. Well, I will do the latter there. So look it up on Amazon. See if you can find it. Uh, Hashtag um, patreon.com slash Dave Reptar bar. But anyway, let's, let's let Angelica tell us about this. A Raptor bar is chocolate and nuts and caramel and green stuff and, and it's swirled and stirred and rippled and beaten and sweetened and sweetened till you can't stop eating. The superest, the duperest, the double chocolate scooperest, the meanest, the best, it's better than the rest. Raptor bar, Raptor bar, the candy bar supreme, the candy bar that changes your tongue green. So that's elaborate, to say the least. I want you to know that you could get a Reptar bar right now from Amazon mm-hmm. for a mere $91.16. Shit, I should have bought when it was eight. With $10.50 shipping. God damn, that's like worth more than gold. You fool. You sure. passed up on a deal of a lifetime. It's not worth more than that. PK. Oh, you know what? This is a designer wallet made out of the wrapper of a Reptar bar. It's not even a real bar. Shelly, <laughs> you keep looking it up while, while we talk here. So Reptar as well. He's sort of a hero character in the series, but at his heart, he's a scary-ass dinosaur. He's equivalent to a Godzilla, like a cheap Godzilla, but no, no. This song doesn't fit with the Reptar aesthetic to me. The Reptar bar does sound delicious. But in the in future episodes, like they go to um like Reptar on ice. Like I think he's like he's maybe a Godzilla, but he's like I think he's like a cutesy Godzilla Barney combination, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Garney, if you will. Or a a Bodzilla. Bodzilla is that that was my nickname. Damn it. Same joke. (laughs) Son of a bitch. So they call me in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tommy's reaction to this, my other famous catchphrase. We gotta get some. That's right. My catchphrase in the gym. (laughs) What was your favorite trick or treat treat? We might have talked about this in the past, but here the Reptar bar is the thing. Like when you were a kid sorting through your bounty, what was your coup de gras? I liked Reese's the best. Okay. Reese's or peanut butter cups? the cups. Okay. I will say, first of all, mine used to evaporate overnight, which is to say my dad stole them. 
every year. Did your parents oh, get divorced? Bastard. Uh, he would leave exactly enough to make it so that there was plausible deniability, mm-hmm. but they would they would evaporate at night. <laughs> your dad's a dickhead. <laughs> I thought it was kind of like genius, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he'd but, suck like, out the you're... peanut butter and fill it with like <laughs> insulation. No, he didn't. <laughs> I am the only person in my family who likes Almond Joys or Mounds. Oh, well, that's easy to see because those are fucking disgusting. No, but every yeah, year I would get so excited because I'd be like, oh, man, these candy bars I never get to have. I have all these, all of them. And then I'd take a bite and be like, oh, that's right. I still don't like these very much. But you just said you like them. No, I said I got excited about them. So you forgot that there was a... What? Did you have like a memento candy disease? <laughs> oh, man. No, like I, I wanted to like them. Is this a fifty-first state scenario? Maybe you'd have to like oh, wake up every okay. Halloween and like you set yourself a little tape. Hey, Shailen, it's Shailen. You're gonna get excited for these bars, and you married <laughs> one last year, but you don't really love the bar. I always felt like if you got an Almond Joy or a Mounds, like it was like the punishment of candy. Like, ooh, a peanut butter mm-hmm. cup. This is delicious. A Snickers, wonderful. And you get you bite into a Mounds, be like, ugh, like what did I do to no. you, world? I don't know why. The I punishment was the popcorn ball. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so would you say popcorn ball least favorite? Next to the year that I got the contaminated candy, yes. I'm a Reese's man now. When I was a kid, I was a big Twix boy because I liked Kit Kats and I liked Milky Ways. You smash them together, you get a little Twix. Mm. Ooh, I like that. As a peanut butter cup guy, love mm-hmm. those. Wouldn't trade them. That was a big thing when after we went trick or treating, we would trade me and my my three sisters. Mm-hmm. So, but those were I would never ever trade those. Those were. Those were mine. I also liked Whoppers. My sisters hated those. Oh, so yeah. Would, Whoppers uh, are good. I'd get I'd get all of those. Those were great. Good movie theater snack as well. Mm. One time, some lady gave me change, which, like, now it's like, oh, man, money. I'm, put, I'm putting that in the stock market. But back then, like, it just loaded down your sack. There was... So, <laughs> I went trick-or-treating with the same family every year for many years uh-huh. in this, like, huge cul-de-sac-y kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. And there was a house where the guy gave out one single quarter to each trick-or-treater. Okay. Just one. <laughs> so you get to the bottom of your bag and you're like, oh, yep, got the quarter. Oh, it's <laughs> sticky? You got pencils? You just get like unsharpened like Halloween-themed yeah. pencils? I got I pencils. I fucking eat these. There were two toothbrush houses. And after the second year of the two toothbrush houses, we just skipped those houses. Toothbrush houses, that's just conscientious. There was a guy who worked for the Cape Cod Potato Chip Company. And so he gave us bags of Cape Cod Potato Chips. Sure. And he wasn't stingy. We didn't get the little individual sizes. He Mm. gave us a full bag of potato chips every year. And that was awesome. You're in chip heaven. It's true. In the the past few years or so, Halloween came and and we we had a bag of candy and we, we didn't anticipate a lot of trick-or-treaters because our street's very busy it's not, mm-hmm. not very well lit but for some reason this year just a ton of kids came by and we ran out of candy and so we were giving out granola bars and i had such anxiety over like are these kids gonna like this house any like are they gonna come back next year because we're the granola bar house like what's going sure. on here and I, am i gonna get like, egged or baloney yeah exactly so i just kind of shut off the lights and stopped <laughs> handing them out <laughs> Executive decision. Do you remember the year at my dad's house when we ran out of candy almost immediately because my dad got like one bag and so we gave out oatmeal packets and yeah. we wiped out. He would like, he bought in bulk. So we we went through like nine boxes of like instant oatmeal just giving that out to trick-or-treaters mm-hmm. and like, please don't egg us, please don't egg us, please don't egg us. And then they didn't. 
They did not. That's right. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What's your favorite Halloween treat? Hashtag sack attack. Sack attack. Okay. I was going to say <laughs> Randy Candy. I don't know why. Sack attack is fine. So I noticed here that the kids are by themselves, and this seems to happen a lot. Like these are not grown children by any means whatsoever, but the adults are all off doing things at all times. Yeah, that's the thing about this show is that it, it <laughs> you really have sets to accept you up it. for like either unrealistic expectations of how much free time you have as a parent or alternatively, you have to accept that the parents are just yeah, super yeah. negligent. Like you just have to accept it here because like the idea of the kids talking to each other in front of the parents just doesn't work. Right. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I thought when they talked to each other and the parents were in the room that it just sounded like baby babble to them. Yes. I'm sure it probably does. That is true. Yeah. There are yeah. episodes where that happens. But where, when are babies babbling in front of adults? That's established. Oh, that never happens. Yeah. No. Well, have another kid and see what happens. No, thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the adults, what they're doing is they're all outside and they're building a haunted house next to the garage in like a tent. Did you guys have any houses in your neighborhood? I, I feel like this is all digressions tonight, but that would That's set up like the, baby. like the haunted house. Yes, we had a um, this kid I played soccer with. His parents set up. They spent weeks building yeah. this haunted mansion or whatever. Mm-hmm. You actually have to walk through their house. Like they would quarter off all these rooms yeah. and make like these makeshift hallways. And like they had strobe lights, and they would extend it into the back. One year they built something so big they couldn't like. Like it was so expensive that they didn't take it down. They just left it up for the next year. <laughs> it's like this massive like overhang structure in their backyard. Hmm. It was really cool. It was like always kind of cutesy, like little, you know, just like you'd walk through and there was like spiders and skeletons, whatever. But one year they played like death metal and like had like slasher movie characters mm-hmm. come in and, and it got a little too intense. I respect the hustle of people who do things like that. And this applies to like going crazy with Christmas too. I truly do not understand. Like it's so much effort. Now, I, I don't like haunted houses anywhere. Like I'm a scaredy boy. I, I will admit it with that. Like I just don't care for them. But as a kid, if I walked up to the house, right, and I was dressed as like a little little cowboy or whatever, and like you see like the strobe lights going and there's just like tall people in like hoods, nah, not worth it for like a fun size Hershey bar. <laughs> you know, I, I just I don't I don't I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love haunted houses and stuff. I think we talked about this last year too. Like they're they're great. Like I like I like getting scared, but I don't like the idea. You, you said it's too much work, Ben. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of just having people in my house. Like oh, that's true. Too, yeah. Know. Like that's just a weird thing to me. Like oh, please just walk through my house and scream. Don't touch my fucking underwear drawer. Yeah. You know? Well, that's where the haunted house would lead to. The one I was just <laughs> talking about. You go upstairs Gross. and you get like <laughs> right in those panties. Universal Studios every year does, or I think they're doing like some small version of it this year because of COVID, but they do their um, Halloween Horror Nights. And conceptually, I really like it. Like they'll do things based off of famous franchises. So one year they did a Halloween house. So you were walking through essentially the movie Halloween. I think the Carpenter one, not the Rob Zombie one. So you don't see any like little fat fucks, but um, (laughs) but like Michael Myers would jump out at various points. And conceptually, that's that's really cool. But you couldn't pay me, even if we were in like a line of people, you know what I mean? There's people everywhere. Just people like popping out of corners and stuff. Not for this guy. When I was a kid, I always talked about how much I loved haunted houses. Mm -hmm. And I think what I really liked was the feeling of adrenaline at the end of a haunted house. 
and having it be over because the actual act of being in the haunted house was just too much for me. Like I sobbed through them. I screamed Mm -hmm. and I was not having any actual fun, but at the end I'd be like, Oh, Oh, I survived. Oh man. (sighs) Like it's like a runner's high. Listeners. We want to hear from you. If you like haunted houses, hit us up. Hashtag scared out of my wits. If you don't like haunted houses, hashtag scared is the pits. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. So we'll go with that. within this haunted house, it's sort of weird, right? Because they paint grapes to look like eyeballs and they have spaghetti worms, but they are also giving out reptar bars. So like, it's just a bowl of spaghetti and a bowl of grapes. Yeah. It's just, it's sort of a weird thing. It's, it's haphazard, but kids start to show up in trick or treating. And Tommy and the gang notice that as the kids go in, they scream, they come out with reptar bars, right? So he theorizes a little bit about this. Yeah, Chucky, but this is Halloween. Everything's different. Yeah. Fucking A, right. Another thing here I liked, and this again is a credit to Mark Mothersbaugh. I like creepy music and I really like the theremin. Yeah. So anytime you can get a theremin in a TV show, I like it. Oh, yeah, this is good. Here's a little flavor. Hashtag big time theremin. Right? Yes. Uh, Hashtag theremin's head. (laughs) Hashtag uh, here today, theremin tomorrow. (laughs) Hashtag uh, thereminly legal. Okay, I think we've... We're ready to move on. You're satisfied now? Yeah. Okay. Hashtag thereminge. (laughs) <laughs> Shelly, how's the search for those reptar bars? Not going well. Yeah, I, I noticed. Look like you've you've moved on to some other topics here. So easily distracted. Now, Tommy theorizes if we scream, we will get reptar bars, which is sound logic. But the adults come in, they hear the kids screaming, and they think that they're scared, so they close the window blinds, right? And they go, "Okay, shit, we got to go to the haunted house." One funny note here: <laughs> Stu, who let me ask you this. Is Stu, who is Tommy's dad, is he supposed to be like Howie Mandel? I think I had the same exact thought. He kind thought. of sounds like Howie Mandel. He's he looks like him. He kind of acts bit. like him yeah. from Bobby's World. With the flat top on especially, he's got like the Bobby's World look. He's got a little bit of that look. He's he's a toy inventor, right? Is that his job? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's a pickle man. No, his loves, name is Loves a gherkin. <laughs> loves a gherkin. Strong, strong gherkin guy. So, Hashtag... Merkin for gherkins. That's right. <laughs> I'm not even sure what we're trying to accomplish with that one, but I like it. It just rhymed. I like it. It's strong. So the kids say, it's okay. pickle flavored pubic wig. <laughs> we gherkin, g- merkin. We got to go and we got to get into the haunted house to get the reptar bars. So the kids are walking. And I will say the kids like walk cycles, like the toddling is very funny. I enjoyed it's super it. super funny. So they go in there and they're playing with the spaghetti worms and they're playing with the grapes. But then the, the next batch of kids show up. And they're led by Angelica, so that Tommy and the gang hide. There's a lot going on here. A skeleton is dispatched from the ceiling. The kids are terrified. I have in my notes, it's like Home Alone 2, but I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Well, I don't think anybody got hit with a brick. Yeah, maybe you were anticipating like a rope covered in kerosene yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Covers oh, this a rope is definitely going to happen. It's the cute baby version of Home Alone 2. <laughs> so anyway, the kids are scared and they leave. And then Grandpa walks in. And he's got like a scary like demon mask on. And then he slips on the grape eyes. And he says. Hey, 
I like the grandpa <laughs> character. I like his voice. I also like how he does old person talk. Like, jump at Jehoshaphat. You don't hear that too often. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. He's my favorite character in the series, and he had the voice, um, the guy that was Bosley on the original Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And it's just so grandpa-ly. It, he just yep. nails it so perfectly. What I appreciate about the character, too, and about the show, is it's not afraid to steer away from the issues, right? So the Hanukkah story told a lot of harsh truths about you know how Hanukkah came to be. And one of the things they say about old people, and this has certainly been levied at both the U.S. presidential candidates, a little inappropriate, a little randy, right? And Grandpa here. And I don't know. <laughs> just get into business. I don't recall that from the episode, but maybe I. It's there. Maybe you had a different copy or something. The music between the notes. Yeah. So the kids get the reptar bars. They're they're eating them. Their tongues are green. There's a lot of chewing noises, which is gross. But the episode ends with the adults are outside with Angelica and grandpa's like there were ghosts and angelica's like there's ghosts and the the brothers are like we got to go into the house and you get a nice little bonding moment here a ghost pop come on there was a ghost daddy a horrible terrible ghost that wrecked my hero and scared me scared me too darling <laughs> i enjoyed that shove <laughs> 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 your <host> of <laughs> and so that that is that is rugrats we'll hold off on the rating till the end here we'll, we'll kind of you can't rate one piece of a cornucopia, right? You can only rate it when you mix it all together. Until all that fruit is spilling out as a centerpiece on your Thanksgiving table. That is correct. Table. Yeah. What like is the vomiting cornucopia? It's a cone? What is that thing? Horn of plenty. <laughs> it's my nickname in college. It's a horn. <laughs> yeah, a horn of plenty. That's right. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about commercials this week. And we, we pulled a couple here. One of them is for one of the spookier toys, and that is the the Creepy Crawlers line. Behold my most horrifying creation. Graveyard Ghoulies. Squeeze the colored goop into the mold. Or use glow goop and out pop body parts. Stomach, heart, brain. It's Graveyard Ghoulies. Graveyard Ghoulies are a creepy crawler fright. So beware of what happens at night. Creepy Crawlers Workshop. Your parents put it together. Light bulb not included. Graveyard Ghoulies mold pack and glow goop each sold separately. Creepy Crawlers, and this is not the classic Creepy Crawlers, are the the toy line where you have almost a factory and you pour in some goop or goo or whatever and you could pop out bugs, you'd pop out slimy shit. In this case, you were making body parts to put inside a little classic skeleton. Do you guys have Creepy Crawlers? Did you ever try Creepy Crawlers out? I did, yes. Okay. I loved them. I I would spend hours playing with them because you could, uh, you know, you could put all of the red goop into a into a mold, and, mm-hmm. and you'd have like a red salamander or a red like you know severed hand or something. But you could put like drops of like purple goop on it, and then the red goop over it, and you could like really mix colors, make patterns and stuff. Like I would spend hours. I, I lost days of my life just playing with creepy colors and making them. It's very creative. Yeah, thank you. I wasn't cool enough. I didn't have it. Oh. I didn't either. This was one of those toys. It, they were sort of a fad at the time. It was like the create your own, right? So around the same time, there was the Terminator one where you could make Arnold's endoskeleton skin over the figure. Oh, weird. oh I remember that. I always wanted that. Did you have that? Then? No, no. What oh. I did have was the Bigfoot one. So Bigfoot, 
everybody knows Bigfoot, big time sure. monster truck. It was like a pullback Bigfoot, but it was big. But it came with this mold and like these foil things, and you could make foil cars, and Bigfoot would run over the cars. Hmm. And it was cool as shit. Now, it wasn't as spooky as Creepy Crawlers. It didn't have the you know cultural cachet or the catchy theme song of Creepy Crawlers, but the idea of making your own toy in that way, I think, is a is a powerful kind of thing. I like it. I remember the bugs that you could make with creepy crawlers held mm-hmm. up really well, um, unless they got dried out. So if you left them out in the like the sun or whatever, they would get pretty dry and mm-hmm. start to crumble. But like you could you could leave them around the house and they would uh you could creep out your sisters. Oh man, you you'd know? hide behind the couch. Oh, They'd so. be there with their boyfriend. Oh, and you'd dangle it in front of them like oh, oh man. Anyway, that song though. Creepy crawlers mm-hmm. just has been in my head for uh, like 30, 30 years. years. <laughs> it will never leave. And every time I see a bug or my kids come up to me with a bug, I, I just it's, it plays in my head. I don't sing it out loud mm-hmm. most of the time, but I usually just say, Shailen, kill it. Yeah, that's <laughs> accurate. When we were cleaning out the cellar, one of the things we did was go through boxes of like different holiday decorations. Uh-huh. And one of the boxes was all this Halloween stuff. And in the box of Halloween stuff, there are a bunch of rubber mice, like little gray Ugh. pretend decoration ones. And as I was dumping the contents from a bin that, like a plastic bin that we'll reuse for something else into a cardboard box to be like, dear neighbors, take some decorations home with you. One of the mice fell out of the box and I about had a stroke because <laughs> I thought it was a real mouse. <laughs> to be fair, though. We've had mice in the cellar. Right. I mean, we looked through a box in the cellar that had been an active mouse nest at some point. So The miracle of life happened right in our home. Mm. It's beautiful. So I had, a, I had a creepy, creepy incident uh, last week, I think. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm falling asleep. I was in the doctor's office. Yeah. I was watching Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> um, but so I, I had woken up to, to, to like go to the bathroom or something, and I fell back to sleep. And then I felt this, so our cats sleep with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes, like, the cat's tail will, like, flick my face or whatever, and it's fine. But I felt this trickle go down the bridge of my nose and onto my upper lip, where I I have a a mustache. Mm -hmm. And I swatted it away. And I was like, that wasn't the cat's tail. What was that? And I look, because I heard a smack against the wall and i looked and it was one of those like little centipede things oh. that, like, they, they look like they have got like their legs look like feathers yeah, yeah, yeah. it was on my face and that i don't know where it was going to go i think it was like going into my mouth it was awful oh god it was the worst so like that dangling that creepy crawler in between your uh your sister and her boyfriend that fear is real yeah yeah, That's, yeah. yeah. what is that stat Do you eat something like 20 spiders a year in, a, in your sleep they claim that. Th- it's that not real. Legend. Old not... wives' tale. Yeah. Would you eat a spider? For what? <laughs> Personal challenge? <laughs> no. Now, if someone offered me a, a sum of money, how much? I would consider it. $5. How big's a spider? Will it crunch when I bite it? Uh, that changes the How big the would sum. the spider be? Hmm. Size of a quarter? Like the bo- body, <laughs> the body, or the or like with legs, with legs. Okay, it all stands on the quarter. Yeah, hmm. a tarantula. <laughs> it would have to be a high number for something I have to chew. An arachnophobia thing. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for five. I would do it for. Oh man, I don't know. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Uh, hashtag uh, ID to spider for X. Fill an X with your amount of money. 
from a quarter to a million dollars. I don't know. Would you eat a creepy crawler? No. They're not toxic, I'm sure. (laughs) If you're going to eat them, you got to eat them right out of the oven. They're the best. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's it's like shrinky dinks. Yeah, a little little gooey, but not going to like completely fall apart. Would you eat paper? I have eaten paper. I ate paper. Would you eat Play-Doh? I have eaten Play-Doh. Okay. It wasn't good. Hmm. What other weird things would you eat? What toy-related things would you eat? Oh, I was going to say cat food. I've had cat food. Okay. I ate cat food on a dare. The dry kind, not the uh, nobody, sure. nobody, Nobody dared me. I was like, this. oh, it's tuna. I'm it, hungry. It's two yeah. in the morning, baby. <laughs> <laughs> smells like fish. Hmm. Would you eat one of those weird, sticky, elastic hands? Oh. No. Too chewy. Too chewy, yeah. Ooh, that, exactly. would, that would bind you up, I think, as well. When we were kids, we used to go to this... Um, it was called McMenemy's Hamburger House. Uh-huh. And they put the hamburger condiments in like this cool metal container thing with bowls of ketchup. It was ketchup mustard relish in little bowls. And they had like a handle to carry them from table to table. Mm-hmm. And my dad would just take a giant spoonful of mustard and say, if you eat this, I'll give you, co- I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> and apparently this was a carryover from his childhood. And one time I did it. And then my sister threw up from it. Huh. huh. <laughs> one time... In college, I went camping with a bunch of friends, and I will point out there were a lot of couples, and then one guy going stag. Um, <laughs> we, it's my favorite theme. <laughs> we went to uh, we went to an IHOP, so an International House of Pancakes, and I don't know why I was just doing. I, I'm sure because I was uh, depressed and sad, just doing like shots of half and half, little half and half containers with sugar for like a dollar a pop. People and paid you to do that. Yeah, that's how I paid for my breakfast because huh. I didn't have any money. As a tip, I had to leave my grocery store rewards card for the waitress because I had nothing else to offer. (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) I would drink those little half and half creamers without, you know, no one would have to pay me to do that. No, No, you wouldn't have to pay me. So they say, don't do anything for free if you're good at it. I think that came up on the Sopranos once. But anyway, so that is Creepy Crawlers. And then. I wanted to talk a little bit about the McDonald Land buckets, right? And we'll we'll certainly get there, but the buckets being the big Halloween thing in the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. instead of the Happy Meal box, you'd get your fucking thing in a bucket and it was cool as shit. But what I found was two and a half minutes of commercials and it was called McDonald Land Halloween Collection or McDonald Halloween Commercial Collection. And I want to talk about these here because what a what a range of emotions <laughs> these commercials uh, well, evoked in me. A real misnomer in there. <laughs> <laughs> so they said they ranged from the seventies to the nineties, but there didn't appear to be any rhyme or reason to how they were organized. It's just a bunch. So I've got a few clips here. The first one you see is the Castle of the Chicken McNuggets, and what are you making? Sauce. Sauce. <laughs> Shailen and I have that conversation three times a week, but it's the. <laughs> McNuggets and they're sentient, but they're dressed like horror characters. So one of them's like the Bride of Frankenstein, and they're hanging out with 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 Ronald McDonald, and they're What's making nuggets. Making? Sauce, sauce, sauce. Um, and it's very nice. So it's it's okay. You know, there's nothing too much to it. The next commercial, I don't know that I would classify it as Halloween. It's for a Happy Meal, and it's the Zoo Face Happy Meal, which is one I actually remember. The toy was little animal faces, so like you'd get like a parrot snout or an elephant snout. And I guess whoever made this video, and I I don't have the credit here, I apologize for that, put it here because 
you're wearing but, costumes, but there's costumes. not costumes. Oh, when do, they, when do people wear costumes? Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween. So that's the second one. It doesn't really fit. The third one. Oh boy, the third one has got some things going on. So it's Ronald McDonald with a bunch of kids, and one kid's dressed up like something, and you're not really sure what it is, but he tells you. We already have a daddy. We already have a daddy. We already have a daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls the one kid a daddy hold on is it, like, who would dress up like like usually when you're a kid and you want to dress up like a, a like an older person be like i'm a man like i'm a you know i'm a mailman i'm I an army man don't like, even know that i would classify what this kid is dressed up as as a daddy yeah like i've never like oh what are you a uh, little child i'm a daddy oh he's God, not wearing so like a leather vest gross. he's not wearing chaps no no cat of nine tails <laughs> No weird hat? No ball gag? Maybe he's dressed as his own dad. Now, this is like an onion. This is layers upon layers. So, so said what I said. So Ronald <laughs> makes the other... He makes, he makes the girl a mummy, but he wraps her in tape. Anyway, um, the important thing here is that the, the promotion that they're pushing is for the McDonald Land Halloween tapes, and there are four of them. So I don't have a clip of them, but I have here... The 10-minute YouTube video of one of them. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, but I figured I'd pull it up. I, I haven't listened to this at all. We'll just scrub through it a little bit and give the listeners a flavor for... If you got this McDonald Land tape, this is Scary Sound FX, and I like to scare myself. So let me see how this works. Oh, you ghosts and goblins. <laughs> Welcome to my special Halloween broadcast on McDonald Land's Magical Radio. Okay, okay. I remember that. That's what David Carradine was saying before he did the act. Okay. So just lots of sinister organs. Oh, and are you afraid of the dark music? So it seems like there, there, there's maybe five minutes of story, and then there's five minutes of sounds. But there's also uh, the silly sing-along, Halloween howls. There's a lot of these. So, uh, listeners, if you're looking for a hit of nostalgia, uh, check it out. And at the end, they just keep they just play Jake Isles band. It's really weird. <laughs> ah, first every friend. every day. <laughs> Every tape ends like that. Deep cut. So so there's that one. There, there's a few more here. The, there's the Happy Meal Factory, which again, not really a Halloween commercial. Nope. The, I, I guess the, the deal is that the Happy Meal box is alive, and maybe that's mildly creepy, but I don't know. It, it is definitely creepy. What is Halloween? But it's not here? Halloween. It's Halloween. I, yeah, I have no idea. And then, okay. <laughs> All right. So now, finally, we get to the Buckets commercial. And the buckets were the thing. I loved the buckets. Did you guys have the buckets? Oh. Not Mr. Bucket. There was a year when they came out. And your sister stole your bucket. With the glow in the dark. Yes. Ghost bucket. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. And your dad no. gave your mom the bucket to borrow, and she opened the lid up, and there was the, the, the note saying, I want a divorce. <laughs> so my mom asked- He wrapped it inside the shell of a Reese's peanut Stop. butter cup. So there we were, my mom, my sister, and I heading out to do some grocery shopping at like 
seven thirty or eight o'clock on a school night one night, and my mom asked what fast food restaurant we wanted to go to, and I said McDonald's. I want the ghost bucket. And my mom and sister were like, no, Wendy's, their food is better. And I screamed and screamed and yelled and yelled and cried. And eventually, starving, angry, hungry horror Shaylin won because my mom could no longer handle my yelling. I got my glow-in-the-dark fucking ghost bucket. I got my my chicken McNuggets. We get to the grocery store and they have glow-in-the-dark ghost buckets that do not have lids. Mm-hmm. And my mother shamed me throughout the entire grocery store about how she had a stomach ache from eating McDonald's for dinner. Well, you got to steal. <laughs> you got to. You got to. You got to work up to those things. It was yeah. quite a night. It was very memorable, and I cried the entire ride home in the station wagon. You're the bucket capturing your tears. Just feeling so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, you had sent the the commercial. Um, so I was watching on my phone, and um, my wife was takes a uh, very little interest in this podcast. It's probably she, better. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's it's why you're still married. She better it's off. better for the for us. <laughs> but she heard the commercial start, mm-hmm. and she like dashed over. <laughs> I was like, "Let me see. I loved those. She had those buckets. I had those buckets. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a it, it was a it was a cool thing to have when you were a kid. And it also thanks for sending along, Ben. It really brought me and my wife back together. Sure. And just just to help out here, a quick true false statement. Your wife took joy out of churning butter as a child. That is true. Okay, clarify. <laughs> set the scene. So, like t- the fact that you know she got a plastic bucket that yeah. probably glowed in the dark was like huge. It's a for big her. I wonder. Deal. I'm yeah. Just while we're talking here, I'm curious. How much would it cost to get one of these buckets? I'm gonna say twelve dollars. Okay. Mm, Twenty five. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Go By the to- way, on eBay, you can get an expired Reptar bar. For between ten and sixteen dollars. Okay, so I see eleven dollars, ten dollars, so in that ten to twenty-five range. Okay, mm, I'm not going to buy it right now because we're trying to save space. But think about how cool a new home would be filled with McDonald's buckets. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> not do that. But I did leave the tab up. Did McDonald's stop selling the buckets or stop yes. presenting the buckets? That's a shame. Asphyxiation. Ah. Uh, David Carradine was using one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he took the little plastic handle off. And... Yeah, you guys. Hmm. Uh, hashtag RIP. So two commercials left here, and th- this is really th- the ones of the bunch I hadn't seen. So this next one is, I think it's French, but it was yeah, in English, funny. and it's fucking weird. Here's a line from it. Turn around. <laughs> Show us what you had in your hand when you were arrested. So it's like a, a line of monsters, like so, yeah, they, in a police like, line or whatever. It's like slasher movie villains, right? Yeah. It's like the the Jason copy, the Mike Myers copy. Mike Myers, Michael Myers. Um, Mike Myers was was a great villain in, <laughs> in so, my, my, my mom's an ex, or my yeah. mother, yeah, ex murderer, whatever the I movie was. I married. God an damn it! It's been two weeks. My mother was. <laughs> uh, Austin Powers. My mother's the serial misery killer. What was the name of that movie? Serial, serial mom. mom, starring Justin Whalen. I like the one that was Serial Mom, but it starred Dolly Parton, and she just liked eating cereal. <laughs> it's my biopic. I don't know if you knew that. It's true. There is a horizontal <laughs> box of Count Chocula, like hidden on top of a cabinet right now. And then she had the song "Eating Cereal." <laughs> 
Love the pops and crunches. (laughs) Don't tell children. I buy my box in bunches. Cheerios in the bowl. That is what I'll have. (laughs) They're all holding murder weapons, except for the one dude who's holding McDonald's. But then, okay, here's the weirdest thing. Here's how I knew it was French, right? Here's the last line of that commercial. The more he comes, the more evil you face. And it's like, what does that mean? How does that make your face evil? Let's listen one more time. The more he comes, the more evil your face. Only in France. I guess it's like, like you, you, you come more and more and more and like your face gets like, you're straining more. <laughs> Those neck veins. Right. It's like a rosaceous Your, your thing. eyebrows are yeah, getting yeah. furrowed and like, you know, like your, your jaws all clenched and tense. Mm-hmm. So that's McDonald's. <laughs> so that's it. That's what we got Shell's from, reaction is from week one fantastic. of the boopery here. I'm broken. Would you show these collective things to an impressionable youth? Shale. Like the whole corny, whole boopery? The, the whole, whole uh, boopery, the whole uh, horror-nucopia. D- Devil's hornacopia? Yeah. I would. Okay. I would. I would regret... The McDonald's ads after because our child specifically has a tendency to repeat commercials directly. Mm-hmm. And could I please have some soft, rich, and creamy laughing cow cheese for my lunches this week? So I would end up having to buy Happy Meals. But outside of that, I have no reservations. Rugrats. <laughs> like Anthony Bourdain. Fantastic. Ads entertaining. <laughs> I'm on board. All right. Dave? Oh yeah, I would I would show this to a kid. Rugrats is fantastic. I wish it were available. I'd have my my kids watch it. And the commercials, harmless except for that weird French one that we just talked about. Yeah, man, that uh, French one was really messed up. I thought it was. I think it's French as well, Ben. Um, but it also it was like it just screamed mid nineties to me. Like I was like, yeah, now we're gonna get darker and edgier and grungier. <laughs> That's true. See, to me, I was like, this is the Unchen Andalou of McDonald's commercials. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> a little bit out there for me. I was sure. Yeah, why not? I think, you know, I try to be like a woke parent and say, like, oh, yeah, my kids or kid, I don't have two that I'm aware of, um, you know, try to keep commercials off them. But even if you're on like the PBS app, they're getting kid ads for, I don't know, uh, flowers and stuff. So it's fine. We'll go with um, one to five. Horns of plenty. How many horns of plenty would you give this platter of shrieks and scares, Shailen? Four. If we were only doing <laughs> Rugrats, I would give it a five. But we're not. But we're not. What brought it down? That weird laughing Happy Meal getting tickled. It just fucking freaked me <laughs> out, and I hated it, and that docks it a full horn of plenty. Tell me more about that. But what I will say is that Dave has finally presented us with a cartoon that has children in it that I liked. So, mm-hmm. A plus, yes. Dave. Yes, I knew I would find one. Um, I would give this five out of five. Rugrats, fantastic. The fact that we just had a nine-minute cartoon to watch, also great. Maybe that's our new format, is we just watch nine-minute halves of uh, And, and talk <laughs> for the same amount of time about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. The commercials, well, uh, an odd mashup from the the video uploader still fun to watch okay what about Uh, you ben i'm gonna go four and a half i think the cartoon is good i don't know that i'm terribly interested in watching tons more although i do like now that we talked about this a while back like where (laughs) tommy's drinking the cup of coffee and he calls it mud 
It's got worms in it. I think that's funny. It's mud. Creepy Crawler's great classic toy. You know, I never had it, and that hurts it in my book. Like, I never got to experience it, so there's there's a tinge of jealousy. And McDonald's? Shit, I would fucking get the McDonald's bucket right now. I kind of want a bucket of chicken nuggets right now from McDonald's. That yes. Awesome. Now, you can, you can get a lot of chicken nuggets. But will it come in the Halloween bucket? It will not, but... On Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever, Shailen and I got McDonald's for dinner. We, we were drinking uh, a few weeks ago, and one of the things they had was like a 120-nugget package, and I was like, oh, man, we should get the 120-nugget package. <laughs> so, we didn't do it, but the mere fact that you could, and because you're ordering it online, and the person drops it off at your house without knocking on the door, it takes away all that shame. Like I could never go to a drive through and say, give me the 120-piece nugget. Yeah, yeah. But you, can just, you could just click it there. Send a proxy. <laughs> yeah. Or you can even put in a note, like, put a little smiley face for me on there. It makes it so much more appealing. When I was a kid, my friend and her little brother and I were out with her dad somewhere. And he didn't usually have us. Like, when we were out and about, it was usually with her mom. And we went to McDonald's for lunch. And jokingly, someone said, oh, will you get us the 99 Chicken McNugget? And he ordered it, not like considering that he had three small children in the car and it was a terrible idea. And we were so sick after eating those fucking McNuggets. I have not been able to consume one since. Like even looking at them gives me a stomach. But they've changed because they they took out the dark meat and the goo. Now it's all white meat. The smell alone just brings back that memory of like, oh God, I ate 30 nuggets in a sitting. So for me, like the the memory McDonald's and Halloween, it's all it all comes together because my I used to sleep over my one friend's house a lot, mm-hmm. and we would rent horror movies all the time. So we'd go to the video store, and then we his his dad would drive us there, and then on the way back we would loop around, hit the McDonald's drive through, and then we would be set for the night. We'd have our two liter uh, Mountain Dew. All the horror movies you could ask for, and we'd be full of McDonald's and chicken nuggets and French fries. It was wonderful. That's what October and Halloween is to this guy. That's what it's that all about. Great. That's right. So, and actually, that brings me to my game, which is about horror movies. You guys love horror movies, don't you? Jalen, oh, yeah. Ben, you love them. So, uh, so one thing I love about horror movies and watching older horror movies is not just the the kills and the the, the thrills and Crispin Glover dancing around mm-hmm. uh, in in Friday the Thirteenth. What you I love is your computer. <laughs> what I love is um, when stars of today pop up in like their early roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a light bulb moment, and we are going to play a game called Scary Starts, Happy Endings. <laughs> so you're you're both gonna need buzzin noises. So Shailen, pick your buzzin noise. Ah. Okay, that's good. Ben. Moo. Oh, that's that's. What horror not... movie is that, Ben? Uh, Cowzilla. Oh, hold on. Cow Cowaline. It's from from Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. I like that. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a description and the first one to buzz in with the actor or actress I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get a point. And I need my notebook. The answer to everyone is Mimi Rogers' full body massage. <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively, um, Robert Peck, uh, full body massage. Robert so. Wool, Arliss. <laughs> All right. You'll probably find pages ripped out of this actress's diary 
when it comes to her experience on the set of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. You had me at Leatherface. Ouch. Ah! Oh, fuck. Oh, Shailen? Jessica Biel. No. Ben? Oh, fuck. I can't remember her name. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. Renee Zellweger. Yes. Um, ben, got the point. Bridget Jones's Diary. Matthew McConaughey. Jerry Maguire. Uh, you had me at hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Matthew McConaughey is in that, too. Um, I think that was soon after his Unsolved Mysteries appearance. Was that the start of the McConaissance? <laughs> I don't think yes. it's a McConaissance. Oh, I think it's just 19, his, the beginning of him. I don't want to derail things, although that's what I'm doing here. I was on Twitter this week, and you know how sometimes Twitter will give you like promoted ads? Facebook will do something similar. Uh-huh. I got a Twitter-promoted tweet like 150 times this week for a podcast starring Matthew McConaughey, but he's playing like the cartoon dog mascot of a Texas-based grocery store chain. What? Okay. As a podcast? Yeah. Is he like hosting the podcast or is it like a radio? Podcast? No, he's playing the dog. Okay. And those tweets, we're getting no engagement. So it's possible, albeit unlikely, that we're out drawing the McConaissance. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's hoping. Next question. Ben, you're up one one to nothing. Hell yes. He doesn't show off his Mark Wiener, but he gets killed real bad post-coitus in Friday the 13th. Damn it. That would, of course, would be uh, Kevin Bacon. That is correct. I wish it was Mark Wiener, and I wish that he went (laughs) to hog heaven. (laughs) That's why they stopped Wienerville. He has an OnlyFans. I don't know if you know that. Wiener? Yeah. Huh. It's OnlyFans.com slash Man of Your Dreams. Oh. <laughs> slash Boney. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Before she got real friendly with Brad Pitt, <gasps> Davis. Oh, oh. Jennifer Aniston. That is correct. Let me finish the question. Um, before she got real friendly with Brad Pitt, Warwick Davis was after her lucky charms in the unlikely leprechaun horror f- movie franchise's first movie. It was Jennifer Aniston. Good job, Shailen. Leprechaun in space. That's a great movie. Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in space. Mm-hmm. Still, still canon. <laughs> Before he was mauled by a bear on screen, this actor was avoiding getting mauled by soccer ball-sized man-eating aliens in Critters 3. Ch-ch-ch. Yes. Grizzly man. <laughs> Little little known fact, he was in Critter's Three before he became a bear enthusiast. Shailen, do you have a, a, a guess? by bears on screen. Leonardo DiCaprio. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> or Richard Gere. Or Liam Neeson, if we're talking wolves. Al Pacino from Cruising. It's a different kind of bear. Um, I'm going cruising. <laughs> cruising for bears. Cruising, USA. All right. His appearances in Return to Horror High and Return of the Killer Tomatoes were just the third and fourth film appearances for Dr. Batman. Ch-ch-ch. Yes. That, of course, would be the co-founder of Casamigos Tequila, George Clooney. That is correct, Ben. <laughs> Dr. Batman, ER, mm-hmm. and Batman and Robin. Hashtag Casamigos, hashtag raise a glass, hashtag Terramon is better. The, the doctor really threw me, mm-hmm. and I did not get it at all. Uh. Uh, look, I'm trying here. Okay? I no, I think that it was a much better clue than I'm giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. It just threw me. Also, shout out to Dwayne DJ The Rock Johnson for throwing his support behind Joe Biden. Well, way to make a stance, pal. 
we stand he put, DJ. There. He put himself out there and i yeah. appreciate that that's why i'm a fucking rock supporter uh, that's why rock hard yeah i'm rocking <laughs> the rundown more like run dawn not a town all right the only thing that aged well about halloween six is the actor who portrays tommy doyle Shalen. Paul Red. That is correct. All right. Another Halloween movie cameo here. This famous SNL impressionist has a non-speaking role in Halloween 2. Yes. Daryl Hammond. No, no. Think one SNL generation before that. Oh, of course. Joe Biden. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Fire in head. Jalen. I have no idea. Charles Rocket. <laughs> the answer is Joe Piscopo. No. Um uh uh let me give you a hint. Uh Johnny Carson, Ross Perot. Dana Carvey? Yes. Really? He's yeah, in the he's Halloween in, movie? He's in the very beginning of Halloween too. They're like it there's the reporters on the street outside the house um discussing the like the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. Did you fact check this, Dave, or are you just fucking yeah, with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, I, I fact checked it. Oh, this is the um, the Rob Zombie Halloween too. Yeah, with uh, the guy who played Sabretooth from the X Men. Yeah, and that little fat fuck kid shows up again. <laughs> fuck that kid. <laughs> kid sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so the reporter is talking to this guy. She's like, "You go interview these kids. If you can't get a release, you know who cares? Whatever." And he's just nodding, and it's Dana Carvey. He huh. has no no lines. But is yes. it, it's a prequel to Master of Disguise. Yeah, <laughs> that's shared universe. All right. After her father was a hero and before she got knocked up, this actress's character was poised to serve as the body host for a killer sexy doll in Bride of Chucky. Yes, ma'am. Catherine Hegel or Heigl? That is, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Ben is winning five to two. I'm amazed it's not a wider gap. I'm very well, bad got- at naming... Um- Actors, like it's uh, yeah, widest got, gap is or is Catherine Heigl and knocked up. Yeah. Do you remember when that movie showed the baby crowning? Yeah, yep. what the fuck? Oh man, Miracle of Life, my ass. Yeah, Patel, you didn't have to go that far. Like, yeah. we get it. Yeah, do you remember we when we went to the science museum when we first started dating and we started to walk by the Miracle of Life exhibit and I almost yes, fainted? I yes, I do <laughs> because it kept showing the moment of conception. And I had to turn the little wheel to make it go like slower and faster. Oh, and ben, ben was like, oh man, I'm, I'm confusing myself all over the place. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> In my pants. They don't let me go back to the museum now. It's true. I have to go by myself. Just a yeah. reg- regular Joe. Looking at the fucking birth exhibit. <laughs> Speaking of regular Joes. Uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden. That's that's correct. Now, uh, in the movie, he knows you're not alone, which is, I've, I've never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he knows you're not alone. This affable and lovable actor was apparently so charming on the set, he got more screen time in that movie. I guess you could say he's not stupid. Is it Gary Sinise? I'm sorry. Ah! Gary yep. Sinise. No. It's Forrest yep. Gump. AKA Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gary Sinise was a better answer. He's always That's a better true. choice. I don't think he's as affable and lovable as Tom Hanks. Yeah, though. I don't think that he's a good guy, right? Sinise? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he is? Okay, I thought Sinise was like, he was like a James Woods. 
He pays for like <laughs> airplanes full of children whose parents have died in like various wars to go to Disney World <laughs> routinely. Hold on. Did he take his Lieutenant Dan role to heart? I think that he might actually be a veteran. Runs a shipping business. I believe he does, yeah. He does. He does it. Was a veteran. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, he does he does Listen. Veteran. He does like a lot of veteran affairs things you know, and we, a lot of like wounded warriors and We haven't recorded for 2 weeks. And I have one flub on the mic. And I and will find your single flub. As the person who edits these episodes, <laughs> I can just nail you to the wall. You know, you may think, it's my birthday week. It's cool. I'll tell you, it's not cool. It's not cool, okay? This is a fucking podcast about camaraderie. And uh, Stop yelling at me. It's almost my birthday. I'm not sure what else. I'm making fun of your co-hosts with drops. Don't say that it's almost your birthday because then you can get doxxed. It's in the region of your birthday. It's in a three-week period around this. Yes. Wink. Shailen, let me distract distract Ben's uh, ire from you. Thank you. What other horror movies has Tom Hanks been in? Uh, Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> Castaway. <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, uh, that movie where he was in college with Julia Roberts was his professor? Bachelor Party? No, no. This was in like 2011. I have no oh, idea what you're talking about. Like Char- Charlie Wilson. Char- Charlie, no. <laughs> I was like Charlie Wilson, but no, it, it's a name thing. Jackie Brown. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. All right. Strip me down, shave my head, and call me Jane. This seventh sign actress was anything but trouble <laughs> on the set of the 1982 movie Parasite. Of course, Demi Moore. Yes, that is correct. Have I told uh, the story on the show of how I saw G.I. Jane? I think you should tell <laughs> no. us Shailen anyway. knows. Shailen, you know this story. Because it's I'm going to tell the story, and you tell me if I need to edit this off the podcast, because this is too strange. <laughs> This lack of reaction from Shalyn is making me think I probably shouldn't put this on. No, the show. I, I think you should keep it in. Like, put like, that in. I think everybody had like that weird moment where your parents bring you somewhere you don't like really want to be or don't understand why you're there. In my case, it was Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. My, I didn't go that far, but go my Buckeyes. mom brought me over to a friend of hers' house, and I thought they had been friends for a long, long time. But they were friends in like sixth grade or something, and mm-hmm. then they reconnected. And so at this point, my mom's probably in her early 30s. So it's a while, right? Mm-hmm. There's a while between that. And this woman had a son, and my mom was like, go go upstairs and play with him. So I went in his room, and he was just sitting there uh, amongst his toys, just dressed up like Peter Pan, like green tights and everything. Mm. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, Hi. And he was in character, in the Peter Pan character. Not like a little kid running around like, I'm Peter Pan, I'm going to get you, you're Dr. Hook. He was like, he had like this British accent and like just would not would refuse to call me Dave or Davey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very odd. Um, I asked my mom never to go back there again. I think that's fair. Here's how I'm going to edit around this. All right. <laughs> Listeners will have already heard this by the time we got here. I'm going to edit out the story, most of it. And I'm going to play a brief clip of the the Mark Summers song, you know, like, dun, 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 dun. and I'll edit out the story so it's not weird. But then we can come back into Dave's story because I think that's a little bit Better. less fucking insane. 
I think you should keep it all in because it's fine. Uh, listeners, uh, if you want the truth, hashtag uh, the truth is out there and I will DM you the story. And maybe we'll add in some alien twists. Maybe. Anyway, Demi Moore was in this movie, Nothing But Trouble with Chevy Chase. And uh, <laughs> it's a weird movie, man. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Dan Aykroyd and John Candy play like multiple mm-hmm. roles. It's yeah. Dan, Dan Aykroyd's got like a weird ass bendy nose. Yeah. John Candy plays a, a woman at some point. Like he's like the mayor's daughter. Hmm. It's weird. Sounds anyway, totally not weird. Great movie. I have it on DVD. Didn't have to print on demand there. That's the game, Ben. You won. Uh, you won seven to two. Really, really ran away with it there. Mm-hmm. Good job. You know your horror movies. You know your actors. It's true. Thanks like this playing. stuff is right in Ben's wheelhouse. So, yeah. so that was scary starts, happy endings. Thank you. Onto the mailbag this week, and I sense a, a personal attack by the sender here, but it's fine. Let's get it out. Hey, losers! It came to light this week that Ben hates the scary stories for sleepover series. What the hell, Ben? Dave, what is your favorite scary story for sleepovers? Ben, if you're so great at stories, tell us your favorite scary one. <laughs> Shalen, tell them the story about the fishing trip guy. XOXO, Shalen. Now, we'll, we'll get to these fucking questions in a minute here. Here's the thing. This idea of doing scary stories came up. And I said, I don't know what that is. And I still don't really know. What is scary stories for sleepovers? It was a book series uh-huh. of short horror stories for kids like between like okay. two and so, four pages okay and they're very well that, known and fine. every scholastic book everybody, fair everybody, had tons everybody of copies knows them. that's fine and they're making a movie and there was an idea for Made a segment a that came out of this and the idea for the segment was shalen was going to read a story mm-hmm. like some kind of like fucky audible while we reacted to the story yeah hey man we're just trying to spitball no, and it's you fine. Know, it's, and I, I, and all I said was, all I said is that feels inauthentic. Like we're gonna be like fucking Jay Leno out here. Like that's right, Jay. That's so funny. Did and you like, hear about it, the when the where the girl's head fell off after she took off the ribbon? That's all I said. And it turned into that this is big not all thing. you said. It turned into this thing. That like is not all like you I'm said. some kind of fucking anti fun over here. And you all I said anti-fun. is, I don't know that you reading a story on air that is four pages long. You, I, it, we need to realize a page of text takes like a minute and a half to read. So that's like reading a six-minute story while we'd be like, oh, man, what? A a skeleton? I'm sorry. I don't get it. It's very clear to me that you have never read scary stories for sleepovers. So we're going to put the segment in next week and watch when the fucking blood rains down. Watch. I'm not participating because my books are packed now. Watch. We will find them on the internet. It will be easy. We will do it. Dave, I have to go back to the original question now because now, yeah. now I'm flustered at this personal attack. I think the question was, why is Ben an idiot? I think, I think that was it. There are, there are questions for everyone. It was, would you get off your damn high horse already, Ben? And the yeah. answer is, I yeah. did. I just said I would do the fucking segment that I don't Thank, understand. Thanks for stepping down <laughs> on the high horse, off the high horse. Dave, what is your favorite scary story for sleepovers? Um, <laughs> Explicitly for sleepovers. There's also <laughs> to tell in the dark. Nope, this says okay, four okay. sleepovers. That is what the question says. That is what we'll I, I don't answer. remember which appeared in which, but mm-hmm. there is uh, the tale about the girl who, um, she has like a bandage around her neck, uh, like her whole mm-hmm. life. And then she, she grows up and she meets the love of her life. And he's like, why don't you take that bandage off? Why don't you take that scarf off? And then eventually they live a long life together and she dies. And he takes the scarf off and her head just falls off. So she's just been like, ah! she was severed the whole time. <laughs> it's like that movie Orphan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But oh, except man. like instead of a little kid, it's like her head is off. 
that is a scary story. What is the name of that story? I don't. The girl with the ribbon. The yeah, the girl with the green ribbon. The girl whose neck was not there. I like the one where the kid saw the lady on the beach and Mm -hmm. she terrified him, and then he saw her at the scene of a car accident and she terrified him. And then he was walking down the street and she was fucking death and he was cool with it and he fucking died. Yeah. He was death or death? walked away with her. She was she death. Was death. She, was, she was following she, him. She couldn't hear him. She was following him and brought him over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then she said, all you had to do was look left. <laughs> <laughs> Another spooky tale is the one with the girl has like the big like boil on her cheek. Yes. It, it's a really short one. It just pops and there's like a bunch of spiders that come out. That's not how gross. that episode of Home Improvement ended. He had to take a pill. It was like a salt thing. It was a goiter. Yeah. It wasn't a goiter. It was like a sodium thing. I think they said it wasn't a goiter. It was a goiter. I think it was spider, spider cancer? Or something like that. And then Tim was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Terminal arachnids. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag terminal arachnids. Uh, my, my favorite scary story isn't a scary story so much as it is a, uh, a short novel. And it's, I can't remember the story, but it's one of the Christopher Pike ones. So there was this period where I was really into Goosebumps, and we almost certainly will talk about Goosebumps next episode, so let's put a pin in that. But I got a Christopher Pike novel. And Christopher Pike, if you don't know, it's like R.L. Stein if you're a little bit hornier. So uh, it was like- A lot of, of bras unclasping. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was the sequel to another book that I hadn't read, but in this one, the main dude- was seduced by another girl so his very virginal girlfriend like he was seduced away from her by another girl and they did the nasty and it touched on it very lightly but the new girl like wouldn't let him see those yayas she wouldn't take her shirt off okay and then it came out later that she was part of like a devil sacrifice cult and she killed cats and she had like impaled herself through the heart so she wasn't undead but instead of like sweet cleavage she had a, like a sucking chest wound. <laughs> and I can't remember how it ended, but it turned out that that guy fucked like a, like a demon thing a few times. I don't know where his seed went. I, I don't know that that was resolved in the story, but I'm pretty sure that she didn't make it either. Probably went in the chest wound, right? That's where it went? Well, no, because he wouldn't, she wouldn't let him see the chest wound. But True. I remember like they like seduced men and then pounded hot needles through the top of their heads. Cool. And it was called Congo. <laughs> Amy loves chest wounds. <laughs> uh, and then Shailen, uh, you have to tell the fishing story. So from I'm gonna, yourself. I just set the scene here. <laughs> Please do. The year was 1917. When I was in middle school, the Great Depression had just my as I as I've mentioned before, I was a band kid, and I was from a very small school, so there were only like eight or ten of us in the band in my grade, and so there's only so many times you can play the same pieces of music when there's only eight or ten of you because you get pretty tight pretty fast with those pieces of music because you get individualized attention much more than if it's a full orchestra so on fridays we would do story time and our teacher told us this story as he's telling the story he stops in the middle and says i've never told anyone this before and he starts to get sweaty and has a panic attack telling this next week our mom's spaghetti spaghetti. so he and his dad went fishing Uh uh-huh so as they're going fishing, they park their car and they see this weird dude. And they're like, oh, whatever. What makes him, what makes him weird? Is he like wearing a like a Renaissance fair costume? He has something? on like very plain scrubs almost. And he okay. has like he looks kind of deranged. He has wild hair. He has a beard. Okay. And they 
go out, they, they're fishing and they come back and their car has been covered by like a dead animal carcass that's been like smeared all around it. Oh. And their fishing tackle has been like taken out of their car, like the stuff that they didn't bring with them. And it's like broken and the window is smashed in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is real messed up. And the dad goes in, car keys are gone. <laughs> they're like, what do we do? It's Grizzly Man. Um, it. and That's so the punchline. It's Grizzly Man. They walk out like pretty far out to the road. Uh-huh. And there's this old Volvo just driving back and forth at the end of the path where they drove in. <laughs> just back and forth. And the dude's fucking in the Volvo, like stalking them, right? Pretty spooky. This is before everyone had cell phones. This is the part where the teacher starts having to do heavy breathing exercises and he's pouring sweat. So they walk back down the path and kind of go around. And his dad's like, all right, I'm going to run to the gas station. Do not move. Do not move. So he just left him there? He left the teacher, who was a kid at the time, and his brother, like, hiding behind their car, kind of, like, in the woods. That's the worst spot. Why would you do that? And he goes, and he calls, and he gets, like, a tow truck, and they get home, and with their car that's got a broken window, and it's got an animal carcass smeared all over it or whatever, and they're eating dinner, and they're they're just not talking about it with their mom. They say nothing about it, and they sit down. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So so wouldn't the mom be like, so um, what's up with the car in the driveway? Why is there a a (laughs) splayed deer on it? It was a different time. I think she thought that they like ran over a raccoon or something. Okay. And they just didn't really address it. What size is the raccoon? (laughs) It was like, that's probably the animal that was smeared on the car. Like it was gross. So they turn on the news and there's literally an escaped convict who matches the the description of the dude perfectly and they put a picture of the guy up. There was an actual fucking murderer who was chasing them and he left his children next to the car where the murderer knew they were Hmm. to call the police. So he was like, oh, I'm going to run to the gas station. Why wouldn't he just take the kids with them? They weren't fast enough. So... So I'm not kidding. That was the the speed of the essence. Like, I thought, like, maybe just running away together would have been better. Like, could the guy have seen them? I think that the dad thought maybe he would see him and, like, follow him to the gas station or something. Here's a key component. How far away is this gas station? Like a mile? Two miles? He ran up two miles? I don't know. I wasn't there, you guys. All I know is it was as scary to hear the story as it was to watch a grown-ass man have a panic attack recalling the story for the first time. Shailen, you watch a grown-ass man have a panic attack at least once a week. It's different. <laughs> Let's see what I was younger is. then. I wasn't desensitized right yet. <laughs> anyway. It, it's anytime I have to think about work or the world outside of this house. Horror anyway. stories are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think me telling that story took more time than reading a scary story for sleepovers. Well, I mean, we're committed to this segment. So listeners, next week, hashtag uh, read a story it's happening, folks. We're watching a uh, factor fiction with Jonathan. We're Jonathan watching a, a factor fiction, a goosebumps, but only half of the goosebumps. Yep. And we're going to do a horror movie commercial and we're going to read a story on the air. It's decided. It'll be our very first eight hour episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm going to read that fucking Christopher Pike novel and you're, you guys will be like, oh, man what's under that shirt? And I'll be like, it's a fucking chest wound. It's going to be revealed. It's going to be weird. Is he going to get under that shirt? And I don't think she has a heart or something. I don't remember. It's Pike 52. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, listeners, hit us up. What's your favorite scary story? Hashtag sucking chest wound. Hashtag leave your children with a murderer. So (laughs) anyway, 
that is the uh, the first week of the Halloween boopery here, and I think it's a good it's a good entree into the month. You know, in this spooky ass world that we live in, where trick or treating may happen, it may not, uh, depending on where you are. You need to sustain, and that's why we're trying to drip feed a few things in here, keep you sated, keep those adrenaline levels running. All I know is that starting tomorrow, it's horror movie month for me, and I'm kicking things off by watching Midsummer. Oh, I can't, uh, I can't get into that movie. I feel like that's a body horror movie, and that is not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's not your thing. I just want to watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre every night for the next month. I just want to watch Dracula Dead and Loving It or uh, Vampire in <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> what about all checks out the halloween movie where is it halloween no it's jason goes to new york jason takes, jason, manhattan. Jason takes manhattan they start on a boat do you know what movies i do want to watch this month i don't think we're gonna have time for a book report between now and then i want to watch some of the final destination movies because i think that they are knowingly cartoonish okay yes. They are a master class in tension and relief. Mm-hmm. Like just, oh, here's a loose wire. It has nothing to do with the the guy's death. And like, oh, there's some dripping water on the, they just like have shots of things around the house. And then you're, you start mentally like building up like, yeah, oh, they're going to die. This Rube Goldberg machine. I remember death. seeing the first one. Right. And first of all, that's just like, is 2000s ass a movie is 2000s gets like the haircuts, like huge baggy clothes. But- oh yeah. Devin, <laughs> Devin Sawa. I was going to say Devin Sawa is in them. To your point, Dave, there's a video game series called Hitman where basically like you have to go into a scenario and you have to kill two specific targets where there are so many different ways that you can do it. So you're lock- walking around and there's people and there's objects everywhere. So it's like, okay, I could get the fire ax and I could chop them to death with the fire ax or I could like poison their drink. And then when they go to the bathroom, I can drown them or whatever. So there's different scenarios. That's what final destination is. It's like, there's all these different ways that people can die, but it happens to happen in that one, like really complex way. And you could do the same thing with Hitman. So final destination is the Hitman of horror film series. So, Anyway, uh, get out there and uh, spook it up. Be a real ghoulie. But you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, at WatchBotsPod. Email at WatchBotsPod.com. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, so on and so forth. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And we took a little time to think about how we wanted to retool but some things will never change so what i want to hear to take us out here shailen is i want to hear star of station screen matthew mcconaughey but he's doing a ringo star impression and he's talking about how much he loves those mcdonald's chicken nuggets <laughs> all right all right all right i like those chicken nuggety nuggety <laughs> all right <laughs> that's really good I don't think we have anywhere to go but down from there. So Yeah, we've reached our pinnacle. Let's call it a day. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>